Hey guys, Shane here at the People First Podcast. Now, it's been a little while since we've done a podcast because A, I am lazy, and B, I found it hard to get a hold of some people to interview. However, have I got a treat for you. Today, the uh, the lovely, what's a word you describe yourself with, lovely? It wouldn't be the first one I thought lovely. of, but... Amazing, charismatic, James <laughs> McGovern. How are you, buddy? Good, man. How, you, how about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a busy morning. We had some PT in the morning, some classes. I trained, got some food. Unfortunately, it wasn't at the, uh, the good place, which we'll get to that later on. We will. What have you been up to this morning? Mate, uh, oh, same as you. Not Actually, not training. I haven't been training enough lately, but uh, just work. I've got, uh, well, we'll get to obviously the good place, but I've uh, got a few around and at the moment it's pretty uh, unique conditions. So I've got staff left, right and centre not being able to come into work with COVID or having to go into isolation. So we're just dealing with that challenge at the moment. Yeah, wow. I could, mm. I mean, it's just, and one of the things that's happened for us is it's brought up a lot of like vulnerabilities in a business because mm. if I am sick, I actually don't have anyone to cover me. Mm. Like I do 99% of our shifts. I do 99% of the workload uh, or maybe 95%. Um, but, you know, in the 90s. And if I was to get ill and be quarantined and have to go home and spend seven days sitting on my ass, we would be screwed. Yeah, man. Far out. Must be hard for you with so many different employees and different facets to a business. It's actually, it's, it's been beneficial for us because we've got people that can cover from different venues um, so we've had it, yeah, it's, we've actually been okay throughout this period, but it's tested us. We had, uh, one of our venues in Queensland last week had, um, well, literally everyone that worked at the weekend had, had to, uh, had to isolate for a week from there. So we only had the weekday team that could work the seven days. Wow. Um, and then they've sort of just come back that team and, uh, then we've had another case and they're again on the weekend. So same thing that's going to have to happen this week. So I've actually got some chefs down here that I'm sending back up to Queensland now. Oh, wow. To Because uh, we've obviously just opened one, another one down here. So sending them back up there just so we can cover the, week, uh, cover the weekend. And uh, yeah, it's been a bit hectic. So before we go any further, so we give some context to the, to the listeners, who is James? What are you about, bud? Why? What would, if you had a, a, you know, a 10 second or not, let's go longer than that, let's go two minutes elevator pitch to the world. Who are you and what are you about? Um. Two-minute elevator pitch. Uh, Far out. That's a lot to put in two minutes, hey? Um, Me? (laughs) You can day longer. No, no, no. Far out. Um, We've got an hour. It's interesting. I don't love talking about myself, but I I seem to come onto the podcast and start (laughs) (laughs) to talk about myself. Um, Yeah, so so James, uh, I've got a cafe chain called The Good Place, but my interests are in a lot more than just the cafe side of it. So we've got a... um, uh, we've got some values based around community, health, and environment. Um, so I'd like to think, think of myself as a, um, an advocate of those values and, and just trying to live my life by those values and, um, and, and build, that, build that community. And, uh, and so everything I do is pretty much towards that, to be honest. I work seven days. So It's funny, you know, your community, um, mm. environment... And like business and, and looking at helping people become healthy versions of themselves, yeah. which is exactly why I wanted you on the podcast, exactly mm. why I resonate with your energy. A lot of what we do here, uh, you know, HF is, is exactly the same. Yeah. Community, we do environment, we do gatherings. What was it that drove you to at least dabble in the industry, like, like mm. hospitality industry to do that? Mm. Uh, well, hospo, I've just been in it since I was 14. Um, 
Red Rooster, actually. Uh, so Red Rooster Emu Plains. So oh, just, just, local. Yeah, 10 minutes away. Um, you may or may not have served me. I don't know. I'm not going to say. <laughs> may or may not. Yeah, well, uh, oh, so it sort of just went from there. Um, I just stayed in it. I, I ended up being a manager um, of Red Rooster. Uh, and then ended up buying a Red Rooster franchise. Wow. So I was the youngest ever franchisee with Red Rooster. How old were you when you did that? 19 years old. Yeah, wow. Mm. And how? what was the youngest before you? I don't know, but uh, judging by the conference in the 50s, like I was, it's a real, back then it was like an old man franchise. Yeah, wow. Um, oh, it, was, it was funny. Um, yeah, there, it, but it was, it was cool. It was a massive learning curve. Yeah, wow. Um, but I got into that um, pretty... Uh, it, yeah, it sort of just fell into my lap. Like I, I was a good worker and a good manager. And then there was venues, there were stores that weren't making money. Red Rooster, like corporate stores that weren't making money. Red Rooster wanted them off their books. So they offered it to high-performing people in the business for a dollar. Oh, uh, there was okay. five, five stores they sold for one dollar each. Wow. Yeah, so I... I mean, how did that work out for you, though? Did, I mean, you think because, like, I, I always say, generally speaking, yep. this is generally speaking, people don't sell profitable businesses, right? No, and, I was, you know, was losing a hundred grand yeah. a year. Well, there you go. When so I bought it, when you're 19, that's a huge responsibility to take on. Yeah. What made you think that you'd be able to change it for one? And then, mm. what did, like, did you succeed at doing that? Was it something that you were successful mm. with? Yeah. So, took took uh, two years of working seven days a week, uh, and that's a, um, a they're long work days. So. And I increased our trading hours because uh, I was I was an idiot. But um, so we, you know, it was I was there at at, at eight o'clock in the morning and generally leaving at about one o'clock in the morning. And I was still living in Penrith, and my venue, my my store was in Chalora, so it was about a forty minute, uh, com, you know, commute there and forty minutes back. Um, and uh, it took yeah, it took two years. It took and and I when I looked at the PL, I thought I could turn it around overnight. Well, I could make it break even overnight. Yeah. So. Because I knew how to run a roster, I knew how to look at my food cost. Um, but I, I thought that if I fixed service, that we would just get busy, and it didn't work like that. And it was a different community. It was a, um, you know, it, it was it's a it's a high um, uh, Lebanese uh, Muslim population there, um, so they want halal product as well. So I didn't know any of that when I bought it. I didn't think about any of that. I just thought I know how to run a venue, run a store really really well, keep my costs where they need to be. If I do that, we'll get busy and we'll make money. So it took two years, man. We got it was a rough area, so we got held up by gun, at gunpoint. Oh, two wow. years, we we didn't take on any of the um, of the staff when we took over it. So then we had all these uh, all their family members coming in. We had a, pretty much a riot there one day where they <laughs> I put up TVs. They all pulled the TVs down and threw chairs at the glass. So that's a lot when you're 19. And uh, so I was with with my ex partner there, and she was the same age as me. So you got. Two kids basically running yeah, this wow. place. We had the police doing drive pass because we were just you Being know targeted. Yeah. It was feral, man. <laughs> and um so it was a lot to learn. Um, you know, between you know, for those first couple of years up until twenty one, twenty two years of age. And uh and just and working seven days, um, you know, and those sort of hours, I was just sort of conditioned to that. But but then uh, it it did it worked out. So I mean, we sold. We, I ended up wanting to buy a second um, second site. Uh, in I wanted to buy the Amy Plain site uh, that fell through, and I had a bit of a dispute with the Red Rooster. So I ended up selling that one um, there. And uh, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was a good experience. Wow. Um, didn't didn't 
didn't lose money out of it. Didn't make heaps of money when you consider like made money, but once you consider the uh, the amount of hours you put into yeah. it, yeah, you know, it's small business. So um, I think well, I made money on the on the books, like on the paper that we got at the end of the day. Yeah. But if I was to break down the hours, I'd probably work for four dollars fifty an hour for <laughs> two years. Yeah, it's a bit like that, but um, no, it was good. It was it was a, a great experience. I got franchisee of the year, um, New South Wales, two thousand eight. So um, I was pretty uh, pretty happy with that. I used to train all the incoming franchisees, which is, I suppose, what set me up to be able to do what I do now. Yeah, wow. Uh, having all that experience. Um, and my ex-partner ended up becoming like the state operations manager for Red Rooster. So we were good franchisees. We were good operators. Um, and uh, and as I said, I think that's what set us up for what we've done since. But then, um, yeah, so that's sort of got how I got into hospitality. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting how I got to health, I guess, then, um, because, well, it's not, it's, it's, you can probably understand why. If you own a Red Rooster at the age of 19 and you're just eating that shit every day, you get fat, you get sluggish. Um, I was always quite athletic as a, as a kid, and so I wasn't used to, um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't used to having to eat right because I could just eat whatever I wanted, and yeah. I was training like I was. I wasn't going to the gym heaps. I tried it, but I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I used to play a lot of touch footy, just swimming, running. Um, and so then when I stopped all that because I started working seven days a week, um, I yeah, I got I got pretty overweight. And Easy needed done. Yeah, needed to figure out how to lose it. So um actually went on a shake diet initially. Um, which you know, so far, so far from there now, but it's all a journey. Yeah. So I was drinking those shakes. You, I mean, I, th- I think uh, health, especially, is a, is a layered effect. You know, you you learn layers of information and you apply them over a decade, and you eventually get where you want to get want to get totally, to. Totally, man. But to walk into that day one on your own is incredibly difficult to do. So you've yeah. got to learn that way. Yeah, you do. Um, and it's, and and it, everyone's different. It's all trial and error, and and it's it, it's certainly a journey. I think that's the best way to put it. And you're always learning new stuff. So that's how I started. That's how I started learning. Just, um, you know, and, and, and then uh, once I did that, I started training at the gym more with a mate. Um, and so learning then about putting on mass and yep. so what I, you know, what I could eat to uh, trigger that response. And then like different types of training. And I've got a pretty compulsive uh, personality. So once I'm into something, I'm right Boy. into it. Yep. So, um yeah, well, I mean, that's how you end up owning a Red Rooster at 19, I think, yeah. when you've worked there since you're 14. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just uh, I got really into it. Um, I studied uh, Cert 3, Cert 4 fitness yep. um, and just read a lot about nutrition. Still um, still living out here in Penrith at this time? Yeah, still, still living in Penrith, yeah. Yep. Um, so I moved from, uh, yeah, from Amy Plains just to Warrington County. So, hey, yeah. Warrington County, where I live. Yeah, where I. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, man. So, um, just did that, and and that, that's sort of what progressed us to where we are now. I um, I was involved. I was uh, co-director with actually a cafe that was just around here, another chain uh, nutri- nutrition station. Oh, yep. So with um, yeah, Jake um, from Nutrition Station, we uh, it grew that brand pretty um pretty strongly yep and then what we're talking about obviously before um before we started recording i um had some personal uh some personal shit go down with with a mate of mine passing away um stepped down from nutrition station two weeks later had a couple of pretty like a few bad years 
And that's really what, um, like from all that stuff happening, is what brought in the values more around the community side of it. Um, I mean, the environment I've always had an interest in when I was younger. Yeah. And then when I went through just being a, a dumbass in my 20s, I um, sort of let all that go. But once you sort of get really back in, you know, in tune with yourself, then you start, I suppose, following your purpose. And yep. um, that's, you know, so now I'm, this business is all about good health, like genuinely good health, um, physical and mental, what, what you put in your body, but then also that community that you have around you, um, which is how I got through those few bad years that I had in the middle. And then, um, yeah, what I, lo- what I love and, pa- and passionate about, which is the environment. Now, describe for me like what you consider to be a bad year like and go only as deep as you want to go mm-hmm. but i know for different people some some people would and it's all personal you know um ideas of what bad is for you so what happened and and where did you end up and what got you back out of that like because it's cool that we have stories but we've got to figure out exactly how we got out of that too because someone out there might be listening and they go yeah i can do it he did it yeah yeah such a uh, it's a loaded it's a loaded question and loaded answer. <laughs> um, Beautiful questions, aren't they? Loaded ones. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. There's so much context, you know. Um, it's hard to fit it into a 45 minutes or hour podcast. Um, and there's so many stories. I like yeah. so many things that that trig- that that make changes to, to you um, along the way. So, uh, for me, my bad years um, is, you know, was I happy? with who I was as a person and I wasn't, you know, but um, it, it took a lot to even recognize, to understand it. I think is, is probably the, the word to use, understand it and have the insight to really, to really get it. But I uh, like, if you're talking about bad year, man, like um, the year after my mate passed away, um, like arrested twice, yeah, wow. um, you know, just uh, I hurt a lot of people um, like, good friendships and, and um, you know, relationships that I had, um, family relationships. I, I drifted away from my family quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and you were close to your family before before you sort of pushed them away, you know? I don't know if I was heaps close. We had a, like, pretty good relationship. But, um, yeah. I mean, I was, a, I was a dick to them, really, like, through that, through that time, which I wasn't before. So we might not have had – we're much closer now. Yeah. Um, I think maybe because of it all that I don't know. As you grow, you sort of just even my siblings. I think are just um, more mature and, and you know from a world standpoint. Yeah, and they've got kids now and stuff. So um, I think that all that brings you together as well. Um, so, so yeah, I was just uh, really out of out of tune uh, with with who I wanted to be when I was younger. I had this sort of version of myself. I think when I was younger, it was me. Like it was who I genuinely am. I'm talking, you know, early like high school. Mm-hmm. I actually won an award in high school for uh, like year twelve, most changed, and I was quite proud of that at the time. Yeah, most changed during high school. But looking back, um, I don't think that was a good thing. I yeah. think that you know, it sort of sucked me into wanting to be popular. Or um, you know, like change your personality to to fit you know what everybody wants from you. When I was younger, I used to I was weird, man. I used to love science and love the environment, and I used to breed birds. I had fucking <laughs> and that, and that shouldn't be weird, but I get what you're saying. You know, like it's pretty weird, <laughs> and I have this obsessive. I mean, I like science. That's weird as like <laughs> that's yeah, I know, like, I know. That should be normal, but yeah, I knew but, everything about um, 
like aviculture. So birds, man. I knew yeah. fucking everything. That's what I wanted to be Did when I was older. Breed and raise pigeons. No, not pigeons. Just everything else. Oh wow! I was like, I used to. It's not really the go-to. Everyone starts with pigeons, budgies. I had budgies. Were they quails? I had quails. Um, I had galahs here and there. I had galahs. Yeah. I had corellas. <laughs> I had cockatoos, man. Asiatic species. Made a couple hundred grand off illegal. I mean, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I used to export. I used to. I had. Bird, I had a license wow. and everything. We used to. Well, when I say export, I used to uh, ship a lot of birds up to Queensland. Yeah. Wow. Um, was in the Budrigar Society of New South Wales, Parrot Society of Australia. Deep. Um, yeah, man. Deep into the culture. I, well, I I'm, I have an obsessive personality. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm noticing a trend with you. You do things <laughs> and you do them freaking well, and you get to the pinnacle of the pinnacle, and you just go, "I'm going to change now." I'm do something else now. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't want to change. That was actually um, like I don't know. Well, I moved away from it. Like yeah. that's what it said. So, um, um, but yeah, like I, I I sort of it started there, and and you don't recognize. We talked about like flags and stuff before, um, like or before we started recording we're talking about yeah i suppose seeing warning signs yeah i didn't see any of that like um my personality changing through that period and that was and there was no drinking you know there was no alcohol feeling that when i was young either and i was sort of changing and and then you add you know alcohol when you're in your late teens and early 20s and you think you're a mad dog you think yep. you're um you know you're the youngest franchisee of of fast food chain and uh, I was a singer in a band. Yeah, wow. Um, That's so much. Stage. You made my life look boring, eh? <laughs> it was hectic, man. It's quite manic. Like, if you think about it, like. You've lived three lives, over. <laughs> Only 34. Oh, man. That's where all these greys. That's where, <laughs> that's where they come from. I've brother. got greys too, and I'm balding. I don't have a life like this. It's not that exciting. Uh, but that's, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's, it's, it's been pretty hectic, pretty chaotic. But, yeah. um, and so you got, you got, you had two bad, two, a couple of bad years and it sort of ended as a part in your life where you, you know, you, you, you were business partners in another, in another food franchise, um, yeah. with nutrition station. Then you went sort of in your own words downhill. Yeah. Found out that you've been hurting a lot of people. Mm. When did, when was the day? Cause I, so the reason I asked this is because when, when I was younger, I moved out of home. Mm. I moved out of home when I was 15. And I remember the exact day I went, holy fuck, my life wasn't right before today. Like, what mm. the fuck have I been living through? Um, and I didn't realize that. And I remember the day I woke up, I'd moved out of home. The first day, the family that I moved in with had let me sleep in their bottom room. And mm. I went to sleep that night. And I woke up that next morning thinking, like, what is this? Why is no one screaming? Why is no one yelling? Why is there no confrontation? Why is there no anxiety? Why is the sun shining through the window? Why am I well rested mm. these were mm. questions asked at 15 right i just moved out and i was 15 i asked these questions and for me that was a, that was a day where i went i like now i'm in control mm. like i know i wasn't before like something had controlled me before whether that was, I was 14 15 years of age i you know you believe that your family should have some sort of control over you yeah but I remember that day and I asked this because I want to know for you when it was, when you went and when you just went, if you felt this in, in sort of a, like I did, where you just went one day, you went, you know what? Like, fuck, I've, I've, now I've got control and before I had none. Mm. Um, probably, I wish I had that, to be honest. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I'm, I still don't think I'm there. I yeah. think that it's, it's been very gradual for me and learning more and more things. Um, I wish I could just change it. Um, like and 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 I'm, I'm finding myself like I, I find myself in a constant battle with who I want to be and 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 then you know behaviors. Mm. So it's just trying to pick that up and see you know certain behaviors that um, that don't align with with the values that I really want to live my life by. Just trying to 
stop it, trying to grab it and 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 readjust every time. Yeah, but it's uh, it, it's been a process, and I think there was certainly a, there was a point when uh, I, I I've seen a therapist for years, particularly um, when uh, when Nathan passed away. So that was um, uh, seven years ago, coming up. Yep. Wow. Um, now, so. It's gone, yeah. It's gone pretty like fast, to be honest. But um, you know, seeing a seeing a therapist, and uh, I remember I used to talk about work stuff and with my therapist, and say to him, you know, I just don't understand why they do this. You know, they, 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 and and then he actually said to me, um, you know, like, but you keep some coming in and talking about all these people and saying they, but what if it's you? You know, like, what if what if they're not problem and what if you're the problem and the way that you communicate or something like that and it took me I don't know if it was that point I remember him saying that I don't know if it was that point but I started really paying attention to that yeah and then and then it was me a lot of this stuff in my life when it wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go or when you know when I had break like breakdowns in relationships or anything like that it was totally me and so that I think was a, a line in the sand, is something to really reflect on, and it's something I still try to try to do. But it's you know we talked about you before before this, um, I suppose like your, your upbringing, and mm-hmm. we didn't really touch on conditioning, but that's what it is, and it's years yeah. of conditioning. How do you how do you just stop that? How do you just change that overnight? Yeah, yep. And and my like my family, all my siblings, they're always they're they're quite dominant. We have. My, or everyone in my family has dominant personalities, and um, and pretty like they've probably got obsessive personalities similar to mine as well. And it's really good in like a career sense. Like yeah. we're all pretty driven, tr- tr- driven, or like ambitious. When, yeah, yeah. And and ath- when we did sports and athletics, I would same thing. We always like love to win. Yeah, cool. Um, but it doesn't, you know, in a relationship sense, it's not. You, you're not meant to be winning. You know, yeah, not, yeah. it's not a race. <laughs> it's not, yeah, and you, and you, you've got to do it together, like yeah. any relationship. So, and and that's what I've learned, I think. Um, and so that's really, I suppose, changed my life. Just just recognizing that and always coming back to that and having that insight. Was there anyone that you turned to for advice for help apart from the therapist? I think you know, um, mm. I've had my experience with therapy, and my wife had postnatal depression. We've had experience there, and mm. and having that individual to talk to because not that we didn't have people outside that world to talk to, but we just didn't do it. Mm. Um, and so we had the, we had, you know, the professionals to help us to do that. But was there anyone else in your life that you went, you know, I'm, I'm confiding in, oh, there's an inspiration. There's someone there that I look up to, some sort of influence in my life that is helping me through this as well. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've, um, I've had some really good, like close friends, uh, a couple of, uh, really close friends that I've been able to to talk to about stuff. I've had a pretty good role model in business as well. Um, Doug Downer, his name is, and is, as a person, I really look up to him as well and try to model my life on who he is as a person. Um, but I think why I've I've made sort of a lot of strides in the last four years has actually been my partner. So, uh, and I I would probably put her as the as the catalyst for um a lot of the change she's um but i probably you know if i'd met her prior to that the time that i met her we i probably wasn't ready and she you know we probably wouldn't have clicked enough because i was an asshole you know so i think everything happens 
bit by bit to get you to where you are. But since meeting her, she's just she's very much about she's super considerate. She's so she's always like she can put herself in other people's shoes. Very empathetic, yeah. and uh, and I learn from that. You know, so if I get frustrated with something, you know, she probably does it. You know, she probably is on the other side of the spectrum with it. You know, like sometimes it's clearly somebody else's fault that something's <laughs> happened, and she'll be like, "Oh, but you know, what, how are they feeling?" Yeah. <laughs> Let me put myself in their shoes for a moment, even though it's completely their fault, and I can see that now, even by doing this. Yeah, yeah. But we're still going to give it a break. But still, people are people. Yeah, that's what. So I've I've actually learnt a lot from her this last four years. Um, yeah, but. Uh, she's probably yeah the, the number one in in that sense, and then I've got uh, yeah a couple of friends that I've learnt some cool stuff along the way, and even when I was going through those bad years, and there's some you know friends that probably weren't the great best influences, they even taught me stuff. I think you, I've picked up a lot from a lot of different people. I haven't had sort of one person that I've gone to to help yep. me through all this. Yep. Yeah. Now um, you touched on sort of your childhood, and you touched on some 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 areas like that. Is there a defining moment um, for you specifically where you've kind of gone, where you can look back at your childhood and go, okay, you know, the year 12, was it year 12 thing? You said that you got the award for the most change. Yeah, that's one moment that you look back at and say, yeah. hey, like maybe that wasn't <laughs> the best thing that happened to me. However, it mm. happened and it could never have happened any other way because it didn't. Mm. That's how life goes. Mm. Is there another moment in your life where you're like, oh man, like that's, that's who's, that's what's part of that, part of this entire journey, part of who I am, part of this whole ambition to to do what you've done. Like, I mean, like I said, you've done, I feel like you've lived three different lives in 34 <laughs> years and you've only really been working since you were 19. And let's take out those first five years because it was <laughs> all yeah. or nothing, right? <laughs> but is there any other moments in your childhood that you could relate back to that just gives us gives us that sort of insight into to where you are and what you're doing? Um, yeah, I guess... Uh, like I said, I've always been, um, I've always been super competitive and needed to win and needed to be the best at what I do, um, which is probably unhealthy. Like, but you don't realize that as a kid, and everyone around you. But how else are you supposed to do what you've done without being that out of balance? Well, that's right. It's impossible. That's, that's right. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in balance. Right? I'm like, yeah, we get balanced. But unless you want to be the top of something, you cannot be balanced. That's right. I don't it's, know anyone that is. No, it's it's um, the facade. Everyone goes, oh, you know, kill it in business, be the best husband, partner, whatever you want to be, crush it, but be balanced. I'm like, how the fuck does that make sense? Yeah. How yeah. can you be? Yeah, that's a reality. How do I be a business owner, a husband, and a dad all in the one day at the best fucking possibility and then be an emotional support and a physical support to my clients while then looking after my own needs? Yeah. Like, far out. Like, that's tough. Yeah, man. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's, it's it's so interesting. Life's interesting, man. Um, <clears throat> I think yeah, Joe Rogan often often said, talks about it, you know? Like, if anyone's done anything, they're, they're pretty crazy. Like, they've got some things going on in their head. If, if you do anything sort of different in your life, you've got some things going on in your head because you can't, you can't, you you know. And so I look at that and I talk about that actually. Like my my childhood was, yeah, I'm getting a bit chilly actually. (laughs) Turn that off for you. Thanks brother. Um, My childhood was pretty good. Like, like, you whinge about it. Like you look back and you, everyone whinges about the childhood, but I was pretty good. It was, it was, it was fine. Um, That was more than fine. It was, it was pretty good. Um, And then, I forgot what I was talking about now. Um, what was I saying? Was that your childhood and you're whinging about it, but it was pretty good. Yeah, I forget where I was going with it though. But yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> defining moment, you know, trying to balance, oh, yeah. not being balanced. Just just so, like, 
I think that there's a lot of conditioning for me uh, when I was when I was a child that was all around like there's a certain way to do something, and then you have to be like do that really well. And I think that just made me really close minded as a as a kid. And I think that then reinforced and and also reinforcing those behaviours when you're young. I think that. Um, yeah, sort of culminated to me making poor choices when I was older. That I did, I wasn't. We, we're not an. My family isn't an open-minded sort of family. But again, that that confidence in decision making. Because if there's no other, if there's no other options, if you no plan B, if you believe in something so wholeheartedly, and I think this has really been, um, you know, it's 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 been really highlighted by this whole pandemic and people's opinions of certain things. If you've got an opinion of something so strong that you're so confident in that it's 100% the truth, you know, you just, you go hard at it and you can, and but you you, you just don't accept that there's any other options. And uh, I had that. I had that for a lot of years. Um, you know, my, my belief um, scientifically, um, religiously, um, you know, I'm not a religious person, but um, just certain belief systems and um, and the way that you treat people. And like I said, you know, believing that you're so right about something that everybody else is wrong, yep. you know, and, and not putting yourself in their shoes. I think that all of that was, as a kid, um, I sort of look back at all that and go, oh, okay, like that's why I make certain decisions now and that's why it's important that I recognise it and, um, and just try to readjust, just try to, you know, move the rudder a little bit to incrementally move away from certain behaviours. Now, yeah. One sec, I'm just going to restart this video. Cool, brother. Anyone out there listening can help me with these Canon buddy cameras that cut out after half an hour. Hit me up. <laughs> Bloody hell, it's embarrassing. <laughs> well, they just switch off. Yeah, after half an hour, the, the camera just turns off. I mean, yeah, right. I've got... I don't know. It's a camera after all, not a video camera. But yeah, anyway, true. Okay. Pain in my butt. I mean, there's other cameras I could buy. I'm not training in for a $2,000 camera for another half an hour. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. <laughs> so what are you, so that, that's a 100% true point. I totally see, see where you're going. But there's no plan B. There's nothing that you're looking for. You're going to push forward. I mean, mm. it's the whole burn the ship sort of philosophy, right? Like if we go to war... What's the way that we're going to have our mind on the task? Well, let's burn the ships. We're not going anywhere unless mm. we win, right? Are we going to win or we're not going to win? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also like, have you, have you read um, uh, Seven Habits, Highly Effective People? I have listened to the audio and I've read bits and I've read chapters of it. I'm a, I'm a book flicker. So I read lots ah, of yeah, books and sometimes yeah. I flick through them. Audio is, is I, I'm, I'm a big audio guy as well. But there's, there's a cool anecdote that he talks about, um, which is if you're, you're reading a map, right? And he talks, so say you, you, we're in Penrith right now, but you've got the map for Manly, right? And you need to get somebody, so get somewhere. Uh, how are you going to get there? You know, so you call up somebody and go, oh, I can't figure it out. And they go, just just try to go faster. Just go faster. So you follow on this map that's for a completely different, wrong place and you're just going faster. You're getting lost twice as fast. And you call them up again and you say, um, you know, um, I... I I can't find where I'm going. And they say, well, just think positively. You know, like, why don't you just think positively and that will help you get where it is. Stop stressing out. Stop, you know, stop freaking out now. Just think think positively, calm down, meditate and, and go to where you need to go. And I'm not saying meditation is a bad thing. I'm, I'm a big, big believer in it. But then there's the reality. If you've got the wrong map, you've got the wrong fucking map, you know. And, and so 
that's conditioning. You know, when you're when you're taught a certain way and you believe that's the way to do things, and you're so conditioned to it that it's a, that that's the map. You know, but you're looking at the wrong map. Yep. Um. So trying to find the correct map and uh, you know just readjust is, I think, critical to being a better person if you you know depending on what you've gone through but yeah 100 yeah. percent. and that's like saying like you know you can be you can be one-minded but if you're one mind on the wrong map it's it's a detriment it's almost a curse yeah man unless you're the right map or you can learn to say hey i'm gonna get my phone out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Call, use the maps on there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so always do your, you know resourcefulness right mm. i'm trying to now be resourceful so it's not a lack of resources but a lack of resourcefulness yeah brother now i want to know someone who has done what you've done, who has mm. gone, and I'm going to float you both, who's gone from 19 to, you know, franchisee of the year, you know, taking a, a business from $100,000 in the red to profitable um, in two years, which is ridiculous, well done, to be able to go where you're doing now, opening, you know, the good place, which we'll talk about at the very end of today as well. I mean, you've got to have some sort of routine that you live your life by. There's got to be something that keeps all of those tabs mm. under control. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have routines? What uh, yeah, I do. Run us through them because I'm keen. I want to learn. I want, I want to, I'm going to take some notes now. So it's, it's, uh, this is what I'm saying. I, I do. My, point, my I do. tabs are like this. You know the little rainbow wheel on the Mac when it freezes? <laughs> yeah. I got tabs, but some of those tabs are rainbow wheels. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't know. See, this is the problem with doing a lot of therapy and doing a lot of self, like just always looking at what you do because I don't believe anything that I do is that great. You know, so I don't try to, you know, you get consultants and stuff. Um, I know that I could go do franchise consulting, but I don't believe the way that I do thing is, things are the right way. It's sort of my way that I do things. Uh, but I, I think there's room for growth and I'm always looking at the way other people do things. But my particular, um, uh, I suppose, my particular strategy or like my routines, yeah. Um, I'm not particularly good at anything myself, so I rely on good people around me. And uh, I'm good. That's probably a strength of mine is bringing together talent. people. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. then seeing talent from afar and going, we need to harness this because yeah. it's above my pay grade that, that they can get, solve yeah. these problems for me. Totally. So, yeah. like, if you put me, if, if you ask me to build the good place, I, I'm no chance. Like, I can't do any of it. I can't. We've got the website up now, like, with a cool video. I can't do a video. I can't build a website. My partner, Elias, she can do both those things. Like she's creative. She's just so good at doing stuff, getting yep. shit done. Does she do what? She works with you in this? Or yeah, she works with yep. me. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we work side by side. She does it. You know, I, I have I have vision. Like I I can think up. I don't know. I just I'm I can be creative like that, and I have sort of big picture vision of where things need to go, and I know sort of what needs to come together to get to to make that happen. Yep. But I can't do it. I can't do any of it. Um and I get I get stressed out like sometimes you have to do it, but it stresses me out. Little problems stress me out. So like having to be on the floor and if orders are taking too long, you know, and that's when I can feel um like my uh stress rising and that's when I get like snappy and stuff like that. So I sort of try to keep myself away actually from being in the venues a great deal these days. Yep. Um because as well, like I know if I'm running a venue day to day myself, I'm there seven days. I know I can run it pretty well, but I'm always, I'm big on being prepared. So like when I ran my Red Rooster, I was always prepared, just stayed back always the night before until everything was done. So if I came in and everyone called in sick, I could still run a shift. 
But you can't do that when you're not there seven days a week. So I get I get freaked out when I come in and I see things not done and yeah. and I'm you know, but I don't want to be a nitpicker. So I just I sort of leave that side of it to other people. So I've yeah. got an operations manager then that I can have a conversation with him outside of the venues, outside of all the stress, get reports back on how things are going. So in terms of like what my week looks like or what my day looks like, um, I'm pretty I'm big on calendars. So I've got I use Gmail and Google, so yep. I've got a Google Calendar, and I list every single thing that I'm going to do. And I've got some that are just every day. So um, in in the morning when I wake up, uh, what time do you wake up? Do about five five thirty at the latest? Yep. Um, how about you? Yeah, four fifty five o'clock because yeah. I'm here by five thirty. Yeah. yeah, true. Fitness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the curse of the trainer. <laughs> and I'm, I go home at eight thirty, so it's a yeah, long day. it is, man. And you're working when people are asleep or <laughs> generally I know. Like at home. Yeah, true. It's it's a yeah. Life of fitness is funny, man, like that. But I never used to be like that. Like I used to be a late night worker, but it well it fucks you up. To be honest, yeah. you feel I mean, sick. And the the only, I and mean, I'm exactly like you. When I was younger, I would work well at night and, and terribly in the morning. As a mm. trainer for the first four years, when I was sold out of PT, mm. doing 45, 50 hours of PT, I would not start until 12 p.m. Mm. and work through till 9, 9.30 at night, if not later if I had to. But I'm doing about nine and a half, ten hours a day, flat stick, hour to hour to hour for four days straight, but I would only work four days a week. Yeah, yeah. catch up on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I did that for two, three years straight. Yeah, um, but since being older, since having you know a little girl, and since being now a dad, I find that the only time I get to think is at four a.m. Yeah, if I'm not up at four a.m. thinking, shit's not going to get done today. Like I got to get up early, get my like, all right. I, I try and do a little bit. I, I shouldn't do it, but before I go to bed, I realign my list. But in the morning is when I'm like, mate, okay, this is the day 4 a.m. I'm up and I'm thinking, okay, on five, I've got the class at six and then like, plan your day out that from four. Yep. But it's the only time in my life where I actually feel 100% calm. Mm, mm. As soon as I feel the lights and the energy of the world wake up, oh, my stress goes up because I just feel like I need to get shit done. Like there's yep. people everywhere now and I've got people in my way and I've got phone calls and I've got, I mean, just sitting here, what's this, like 55 texts or something? Like <laughs> you, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, see, at 4 a.m., no one's texting you. No yeah, one's calling right. you. Yeah, I'm the same, man. That's that's why I love it. Um, You get, you know, if, you, if you're starting your work day at six, you, you're getting three hours in before, really before it's – appropriate for people to be calling you yeah like in a, in a workspace my work day starts my cafe is open at seven so i've got to be prepared for that yep. as well and i don't have an expectation that my staff even like my hq staff are going to be up so i often get myself and elias get the calls in the morning generally yep. um, if something's happening um but i'm the same as you in terms of the night before so i like to be prepared so the night before i don't see it as work though i'm pretty yeah my work life my personal life. You have all. a passion for it, so it's not. I mean, it's work because when I mean, you could not do it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you could not get up and do all these things. But yeah. it's also the fact that if you ha- if you're gonna do something at four thirty in the morning, this is what you want to be doing. Yeah, so it makes it pretty easy. Um, and I like I'm the same as yeah as you like in terms of that that morning. I feel quite I feel good in the mornings. Like when I wake up and I've got my day already set out for me, and um, I'm a big uh, I've I've got some weird little ticks i guess like i i don't i don't watch the news but i read the news every single morning so i just and i just read like the the headlines yep um just click into where, i actually like this this question like where do you read your news 
Uh, is it just the like you know the Apple thing that comes up that tells you all the things? Yeah, that it is. Knows about you. It is. Um, yeah, I'd like to say that I'm a, a cultured newsreader. Um, you know, but no, I'm probably just. I'm probably a bit of a junkie for that sort of stuff. I've actually got – I got that from – I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. Yeah. And so I've got um, – I'm trying to be him right now. You, yeah. Look at me. Hey, one That's day, it. Joe. It's not a bad setup. Not want to be bad. on your podcast, buddy. <laughs> but um, he, he talks it. about – he's got he's got a, a, like a, a folder called Junkie, and so I've got one now called Junkie, and it's got news, <laughs> Facebook, LinkedIn – and Instagram in it on your phone. That's on a my fo- phone. Yeah, so every like time I have to open junkie. up, open up that folder to be reminded what you're doing because you're tapping into the bloodline. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's um, but I do that in the morning. So I'm I'm not one of these guys that can say I don't. I check it all. I check uh, check all my LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. sort of messenger. I'm like you. I, I want to be less reliant on, it, but I feel like if I did that, then I take myself out of the reality that I actually have to communicate. And if I'm not, yeah. like I'm not. It's not like it's. If they're speaking, if everyone around you speaking a language because they've just jumped on Facebook, LinkedIn, or whatever, and you're like, what? Like you're not communicating, you're not connecting, you're not you're not doing anything. You need, sometimes you need to just be able to do what you've done mm. and create a distinction of when you do it. Like, hey, I'm tapping into the bloodline because yeah. I'm going into the junkie folder, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to start hitting myself with this feel good endorphins. I know what's <laughs> happening. I feel good, but I need to pull out of this this folder at some point because I can't spend my life here. Yeah, because then you just waste it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I also like I check all my all our pages and like I check all the reviews and um. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not the best because, uh, like, I'd love to say I get up in the morning, do the whole fill your cup routine, you know, do my workout and Meditation send, and send five messages to friends that I haven't spoken to for a long time and drink a fucking green juice and... <laughs> You know, and and do my meditation down at the beach. We live on the beach, you know, and I don't get it. I don't get down there. You enough. absolutely have the dream yeah. lifestyle that my wife and I would love to have one day. Is living in sunny Queensland up there, <laughs> this would be beautiful weather. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's freezing here in Penrith. What are you talking about? It's, that, that's why. So that's why we. That's part of the reason why we stayed up there. Like it's <laughs> it's mad, and you live like. Yeah, we don't have a road between us and the beach, so you walk out the back door. Oh. You you're, you've got you know sand on your toes, but I'm a I'm I'm a work addict, man. I'm a workaholic. I yeah. um, so we don't do that enough. So you know, I'd, there's things that I'd like to do. I'd like to do all the fill my cup stuff in the morning. I'd yeah. like to go down for a surf. And when are you going to retire, bud? Ah, <clears throat> oh, see this thing. Like I don't have any plans for that stuff. Man. You can do it then. I, 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 <laughs> no plans yeah, I. You know, I've got to. That's something I've got to keep working on because Elias is different. You know, she, she. I know she wants to. She, she loves travel, so we've got to, we've got to travel a bit more. Um, she likes more of the balanced stuff. So, I, I, I've got to get this business to a point where we will focus more on the other side of it. Yeah. At the moment, it's seven days. It's get up, but not. We love it. Yeah. Um, and we work hard at it. But yeah. yeah, it's all that morning routine is all based around. Yeah, quickly checking all that stuff, and when I check it, it's all still a lot of it is around the business. And then I, I, I have anxiety if I don't clear out of my emails, so just clearing out my emails. You have zero in, emails in to respond to. Well, I always have a shit ton in the morning, a shit ton in the arvo. Somehow <clears throat> that happens, uh, but then I don't like to touch so, it. So that gives you anxiety. The one hundred ninety-nine emails that I haven't looked at. Oh today. no, that's okay. <laughs> I've got <clears throat> my personal. My personal email is. Uh, I'm, so my work email is only 21 at the moment because I cleared that out this morning. But my personal email is 1,000. 1, <laughs> yeah. My voicemails is what will give anyone anxiety. I've got 
1,800 unlistened to voicemails at the moment. No way. Because I get out of something like this and... Seven or eight phone calls are just like silence in the background. Yeah. So I go, James, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Yeah. So I just uh, I just call people back as well. I don't listen yeah. to voicemails. I just yeah. sort of call people back. But just deactivate it, buddy. Yeah. That's stressing me out, that number. I don't need that on there. I deactivate it, I'm going to get a new phone, I think. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not solving the problem. <laughs> Band-aiding. New phone. Yeah, yeah. So then what do you do? So you've done your emails, you've got rid of it, you've cleared your inbox, you're moving through, okay, we're about mid-morning? So, no, I do, I do yeah, so I do all that by, um, what do I got? Emails by about uh, 8 o'clock, so between like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, that's generally done. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I do comms, so um, I mainly do text messages. We've got a shit ton of WhatsApp groups I've got with each department in our business and then each venue. Um, so I just do touch base. I'm a pretty hands-on operator. Yep. Um, so touch base with everybody. That's between sort of eight and nine o'clock. And then my day is generally filled up with uh, a lot of meetings. So we're, we're going through growth at the moment. So um, I have meetings scheduled generally, you know, nine o'clock till five o'clock, uh, either phone calls, um, uh, video, video yeah. calls or face-to-face. Yeah. Uh, so... That takes up most of my day, um, but I have it all scheduled in my calendar. Even if I'm commuting, that's when I'm doing phone calls, for instance. Perfect. Yep. So, um, yeah, that I, I try to get the most out of every minute there, um, and then it depends. Like, um, it like, and some of my meetings are at the cafes, and if I'm in the cafes, I I like to yeah, obviously touch base with the with the operators that are in there. So I've got business partners in there, so I'll schedule time to have a chat with those guys and the key staff members and. Just try to keep be the cheerleader for the business like that. Yep. Um, and then uh, it, it, by the time I get to five o'clock, like, like I said, I just check my emails again. So I just like to clear it out at the end of the day. So by six, it's sort of cleared out. Um, and then some phone calls. But I, I seem to finish up work at about seven o'clock yep. most days. Training, doing physical activity there as well, or just sort of like so, business is the orientation at the moment. So um, no, I do. So the but the. Uh, there's just been the last couple of weeks I haven't. Yep. Um, we've just got this Penrith venue open, so I haven't really done – well, I haven't done anything. But um, that's generally about that 7 o'clock. So uh, I'll go train in, in the evenings. Yep. Um, sometimes I'll I'll train in the morning, um, but I'll be doing other stuff at the same time. So I'm not like a super switch off, do it. I'll literally be doing emails and stuff, so I'm, I'll well, do it in that morning. you got session. your headphones in, taking a phone call sort of thing. Yeah, or doing that. I find that harder though. Um, so I generally try to do like the emails, but I do take phone calls. But I just know I'm talking really loud in the gym as well. It so. is a sacrifice. I mean, to run to run the scale of business that you have, uh, things come at a loss. And mm. sometimes our physical fitness for a period of time in that, that mm. endeavor can be lost. But it is, yeah. You, but it's, 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 that, it's, can all, be. It is, it's, it's still an excuse. Like you can always make that out. 100%. And I think it's super yep. important. Like a big part of my business is is like that mental health side of it. And I need to I need to work out, I need to train. Yep. That, that's why I eat the way that I do is mainly around mental health. That's why I sleep now. I sleep that's why I don't do the late nights anymore. Yep. I switch off at off at seven o'clock. All that is to keep my mind from not going mental. Yep. Um and so sleep, diet, exercise, sunlight. Yep. Um you know but I I don't do always do it the do it well. Like I, I always catch myself and that's at the moment. Like I haven't been training. Um, just before Christmas, I was, yeah, had a, a, a few really consistent good months, and uh, and even coming down here. So I've been staying in in Warrington, yep. and um, and I haven't been training at the gym, but I was going down to the Warrington Lakes there. And there's um, 
The little track. The little, yeah, track and there's the bars and stuff there. Yep. It's not the Bondi bars. <laughs> so. North Bondi. <laughs> nothing, nothing the same as Wero, the Wero bars. Um, but I've just been going, I'd go down there and do some pull-ups and um, yeah, just some push-ups and just get the body moving, really. So with all this going on in your life, James, how do you unwind and relax? Yeah, this is like another one that's not super interesting, to be honest. Um, well, I love music. Um, I'm a big rock and roll fan. So, like, one yeah. artist, only oh. listen to the rest of your life. And oh. it's a big question for a muser. You got to do it. I reckon, I reckon it's going to be Tool. Hey, nice. Yeah. Very good. Mm. I think Tool has um, at least a song for every mood that I'm in. Mm. You know, like. Yeah, I, like I'm a massive Tool fan. I, I always forget their song titles, but I absolutely love Tool mm. as a band. And I, yeah. uh, their song titles are fucking like hate. Like what the fuck? And they're like, <laughs> I just don't remember any of them. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 yeah. I agree. I think it's it's uh, it's. Uh, I have to, if I have to choose one, it's them. But they're, you know, like uh, at the same time, it's probably not good for the brain to listen to that. It's pretty hectic. Their music is pretty hectic, so <laughs> I've got to listen to some lighter stuff. Yeah, and mix it up a bit. But I actually, I, went, I went through a phase when I had to delete every single song that I had listened to in my. I went through like this is when I was younger, so it was mm. obviously. Uh, but I don't think I was emotionally or mentally developed enough to make good decisions. So I just deleted absolutely everything in my yeah. thing. Cause I was like, everything I'm listening to is either making me angry, depressed or pissed off at the world. And like nothing. And then I'm like got some sort of like song where it makes me happy. And I'm like, my emotions are up and down just by listening to this on shuffle. Like I can't yeah, do this yeah. anymore. Just delete yeah. it. And then slowly <laughs> got my shit together. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how music can have that effect, but it's also then the frame that you view it through. So like if I'm listening to tool, like there's, I love the, like the, the the drums for instance and I'll just hone into the drums and then you're not really listening to all that depressing shit that they might like the themes of yeah. <laughs> um and, and I get excited like that do you, I, I found I can trick myself into if I'm having a bad day certain things can just get me excited again yep. and and it's really just playing around with that like yep. what with your brain and it's not the same thing for me all the time so I have to change it have to mix it up sometimes it might be music other times the music might make me feel even shittier yeah so but I've, I've got to find it and some yeah music is one of those things though that can do that um so I yeah I'd I'd listen to some music uh to sort of unwind I love movies so at night um again see like uh, I would love to say that I'm watching heaps of documentaries and stuff, and I do watch ones. I'm, I'm a bit of an in an echo chamber though. Like I always look at the stuff that I'm really interested in, so food, health, yeah. like health sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can only watch that so many times as well. I've watched all those, and yeah, like, I need to have a break from this educational stuff. It does that, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah, and and then podcasts. Like I, I do like learning. Um, so that sort of unwind. It's got um, a true crime sometimes. I'm, like, I'm, I'm big into oh, like the like underworld it? and the true crime side true. of the life. I'm like maybe because there's some part of my bloodborne, you know, growth in that space too. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like I'm so interested in these lifestyles. So that yeah. that breaks it up for me. Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, true crime is is pretty cool. Do you like uh Dexter the show? Uh, yeah, well, true, but ex- I watched the first two seasons, got obsessed with it, and yeah. then I sold my DVD player, so I never like I oh, bought them all no on DVD, way. so I never got them out again. Ah, oh, shit, man! There's like five more seasons I haven't seen. Well, there's a new season that's coming out this year. I mean, don't tell me about it. I don't want. To, I'm going to go back. I'm yeah, gonna go, start again. Go back and watch it. But see, I like I like shit like that. What was the new one I watched? This reminded me it was you. Oh, I haven't. Netflix. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a serial killer. obsessed, like as he falls in love with these girls and is obsessed with them. But anyway, yeah, and then. Serial kills anyway, but yeah, oh, very similar. 
Yeah, right. I'm so right. movies, but I'm like, if I can get to the movies, to me, that's a top day. Like to get to the act, I want to watch Ghostbusters. There's so many things I haven't seen that I want to watch, <clears throat> but I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I went and saw the, uh, the new Matrix at the movies. Did you like it? I thought I did it first, and the more I thought about it, the less I liked it. Mixed reviews. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's fine. It's 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 fine. It's, uh, <laughs> it's fine. Which is if you if you're a Matrix fan, then you get another dose of the Matrix. Yeah. but yep. it's not not great. So, but yeah, like again, I I love fishing, but I don't do enough of it. I've I've learned I learned how to surf when I moved to sunny coast. Don't do enough of it, yep. um, but I do enjoy it. Um, yeah, I like being outdoors. Uh, so I've got to, you know, we talk about that, that balance and how if you're yeah. doing this sort of shit, you don't really have it. So I, I need to find that at some point. Hospitality is the worst for it because you'd, it's it's long. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's big days. You're up early. And if you've got functions at nights, and I do a lot of like um, community stuff, on it, that's generally events in the evening. So in those other days, it's sort of doing that. But... Yeah, brother, that's sort of what my life sort of looks yeah, like. Beautiful. Now, do you have any <clears throat> books, podcasts that you recommend uh, people listen to? Like, there, there's some things <clears throat> I've I've read. I mean, we've got the Paul Checks sitting here. You yeah. know, how to eat, move, and be healthy. I'm sure you've probably read that. Actually, yeah, I have. Yeah, yep, I knew you would have. Yeah, can tell. <laughs> um, especially considering you know Aaron McKenzie was saying that you know you knew of him. I'm like, see, it's yeah. the Paul Check stuff. It's all it's all connected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, are there any books out there that you recommend? Any podcasts? Any that you think you know people just every single person on the planet needs to read this book or hear this podcast? Apart um, from this one, obviously, <clears throat> don't say this one because we all know. <laughs> we already know that. <laughs> we already know that. Um, yeah, uh, well. I listen to. I've talked. I've already spoken twice about Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan podcast just because there's so much diversity there, and I love the way that he interviews. Plus, it takes you a week to get through a podcast. Three hours. I know, I know. But that's what's so good about it. You know, yep. it's it, he gets through so much. It's not. He goes into so many different places, yep. um, and there's some really cool like. Um, some speakers on there, like uh, Paul Stemmets is my ecologist. Um, What's your all-time favorite podcast? I just goes if I'm listening to podcasts from Joe Rogan, like one of his episodes. Which one is? It'd be one? that Paul Stemmets one. Paul Stemmets. Yeah, Paul Stemmets. He's a mycologist. He talks about uh, mushrooms. And oh, actually, I think I, I, has he got a documentary as well? He does. Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah, fantastic fungi. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, mm. that's where I'm, my name's familiar. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And he has cool shirts too. So. Yeah, he does. He's a pretty cool, dude. Um, it got me like really into the. Uh, into into look you know looking at the medicinal benefits of mushrooms and um and then uh, now you see it everywhere you see all these mushroom businesses. Tim Ferriss is is it? Uh, I'm not a massive Tim Ferriss guy. Yeah, because um, he's I mean he's uh, he's nothing like Joe Rogan because they're uh, very yeah. different. But uh, you know psilocybin stuff or the mushroom and everything that they're doing yeah. there is moving forward, putting millions of dollars of his own money into research yeah, for I stuff know. like that. Yeah, like, maybe you would ring a bell for you. No, I um in terms of listening um. I'm big on like I like entertaining voices as well. So I've yeah, I, I, there's some that I'd like to be able to listen to, but I just can't yeah. because I just don't like their voices. Yeah. All the way they run it, it's it's like overpowering. Sometimes the host is way overpowering. Totally, like, man. Fuck, I don't want to listen to you. To- well, I'm probably like exactly. that on this one, but <laughs> <laughs> no. like Shane, I don't care about your story. We're here to talk about. But listen to James, man. You're just the you just turn on and turn off. That's all you do, Shane. The Shane and Ada. <laughs> <laughs> you got it in there, well got, got in, but yeah, no, I um, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I listen to science sort of, um, po- uh, not podcast, uh, just the audio books as well. Yep. So, what are some good ones? Um, 
ever watched uh, I don't, it's a book actually seeing as you said put science but like what the bleep do we know no you're, oh you're a Matrix fan so this is good, a good one yeah. for that sort of thing you know, we are not here but they're everywhere there's you know, multiples of uh, anyway you know the whole shit like that yeah cool, full, full deep science stuff that no one can explain even science itself you know yeah, quantum yeah. physics sort of stuff but yeah. Um, yeah that's really cool so you might want to check that out actually I, I will um, yeah that sounds cool have you read uh, or have you listened to Sapiens the, the Sapiens. Uh, no, no, no. But I have heard a lot about it. Mm, yeah, that's a. Yeah, I reckon that's a must. And then he's got um, uh, homo, homo. He calls Deus. I say Deus. What do you say? Two. Uh, uh Deus. 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 Yeah. Homo Deus. Um, yeah. is the second one. It's yeah. all. That's also pretty good. I haven't listened. He's also got one. Um, twenty one lessons for the twenty first century. I haven't listened to that one or I read that one. Recently heard about that. I need to. I need to. Make, mm. I need to make a list. I haven't enough time. I need to get three a.m. But they're yeah true yeah, <laughs> but they're um they're good ones. And then I mentioned it before, but Seven Habits highly effective people. I reckon I listen to that one three times a year. Would you out of all those? What would you gift to people around you? So if someone's like, if you were going to buy someone a birthday present, which mm. one would you? Would it be that? Uh, it depends on the person. Um, I reckon Sapiens for everybody. Okay. Um, if That's yeah, a broad spectrum book you'll give out. I reckon so. I yeah. reckon it's if super interesting. I reckon there's stuff in there that everyone would be like, wow. Like it, it goes through like the history of of like of science. So it starts off with um, you know, essentially chemistry and moving through to biology and then into history and then uh, ancient history into modern history and then by the end of it um, sort of starting to talk talk a little bit um, about ideas and but then that's what the second book is so that homo deus or um, is more around theories of what's going to happen in the future and it's it's a yeah. I just think it's super interesting, like some of the stuff in terms of evolution and where we've come from and ideas. And oh, you've sold me. I'm going to go look it up and uh, read it. Yeah, <laughs> if you listen to it, I think it's only. I think it's about twelve hours. So it's oh, only really? four uh, Joe Rogan podcasts. <laughs> so. I take a, a month off Joe Rogan. And I'll be up to speed. <laughs> yeah, man. And yeah. I like this question because I'm a massive. You can tell by looking around. I'm a gadget type of dude. Yeah, I, man. You know, I like yeah you know, lights, cameras, action stuff. Yeah, things that just annoy me at first and then once I get a handle on how to use them I enjoy them is yeah. there any gadgets in your life that you use on the daily or you know you absolutely you love oh, um, actually you did you did send me like a list of questions I barely looked at it <laughs> sorry brother for, for, you for did, a prepared dude you're you, not very prepared you did, you did ask me um, you did ask me about the, the um, gadgets um, I'm not I'm not uh, not so much gadgets but uh Programs, apps, uh, yeah, yeah, apps. So um, there's one called Asana. Asana. Have you heard of that one? Spell it's, it. It's like A S A N A. It's a project management tool. So it's uh, you can use it as checklists, but it's it's better than that. Especially if you've got a team of people and you can sort of associate assign. certain tasks, yeah. yeah, assign tasks to, to people, get people collaborating. It it uh, integrates with Gmail as well. So when you're sending emails, it will tie into that particular task so you know all without you doing it you just log your details so you go on that app and you put your email address in there and it just ties in you've got to set it up like okay. you've got to everything requires like upfront work so yep. you, you've got to set but once you've got to set it all up then once it's all set up then it's um yeah super awesome so i love that program um like i said i, I love uh the g suite so yep. google um the g suite for, for work wise yep. um you've got calendar 
all the sheets, everything that your whole team can work on at once. So I love all that shit. Um, and then there's some hospitality-specific stuff that I really love that's all integrated. Yep. Um, do you have a special um, like booking at, like booking point of sale stuff that you guys use? Yeah, we do. And I love all those integrations. So like our our we've got order from table uh, system that integrates with our point of sale system, but then that's also our booking system. Yeah, wow. So when you're online, so or if you order ahead, it's all that same system. Um, but it's, yeah, it's linking automatically in with our point of sale. So it's all, all live data. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And then that all links in with, it's all integrated with zero with our like accounting software and, um, oh, your camera is another half hour already. There we go. Um, yeah, it's all, I love integration. So there's so much cool shit. Like that's part of business that I love as well. Like there's all, you can get lost in all these different apps and technologies yeah. like that. Um, but the, and some of it makes more work. Some of it you have to use the systems. We've got a, a whole online training platform for our our teams, like and video oriented as well. Yeah, video yep. mainly videos. Yeah, good. Um, and future. it is man, and it's just and it's more engaging for the younger staff as well. Manuals are dead. Yeah, yeah. Who reads? Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen and watch. That's what we do now. It'd be a VR soon. You'd be able to virtually reality put people in your kitchens and. Well, interesting, man. That's that's like the next thing we've got to think about. Um, though, so how do we bring our, like for this business, how do we bring it online? Yeah. Uh, how do we, you know, you've got Uber Eats and stuff like that. You've got like virtual, virtual cafes, you know, in that respect. But the next thing is VR. And I actually, I went to this seminar with this futurist talking about the Olympics coming to Brisbane. Yep. And he was talking about uh, Japan and about how, you know, like nobody was in the crowd because of the whole COVID situation. And he's like, but imagine if you could have been there. You know, imagine if you still could have purchased tickets. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, I can be in my home and go, call you up and go, James, let's go for dinner. Sweet. No, I'll just see you there in 20 minutes. Yeah. Going to another room in my house. Yeah. I'm walking into the, you know, the good place. Yeah. Pulling up a chair, but I haven't left my house. Exactly. Yeah. How do you do that, right? So, I've actually had this thought about, you know, like Sounds actual- hectic. Actually, the best thing I've ever thought of because I hate leaving my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it's it's a reality, and I think we're moving. I don't for, for better or worse. That's where we're moving towards. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, Gary V talks about this sort of shit all the time. Do you have a V friend? A V friend. Did you buy one of his NFTs? No, 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 no. I I haven't. Um, but NFTs is like it's something else that's interesting to me at the moment. It's very. Do you have one? No, but I fucking missed out because he told me to do it, and I went, "No, nah, I don't have a thousand, whatever it was at the time. I think uh, you needed three grand or something." Uh, he goes, "Just go buy one Ethereum." Like Ethereum's like three thousand uh, dollars. <laughs> Who just has that laying? Like, oh, just go buy one. Anyway, yeah. let's yeah. not get on my shit planning financially. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's, that's an interesting space where that's so our marketing um director. She that's where she wants to move towards this year. Actually, doing some of her own NFTs and um. Having that a trip like related back to the physical um, good place yeah. and having some rewards. Well, there, there's heaps of ones going around, and depending on the project, right? This is this is something that has legs, has power. So if you do, let me know. I want to buy in. But at the same time, I'm thinking like that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a project with purpose because you know these only have value if there's value in the people that are creating the NFT because it's now it's a token of that representation of that whatever. Yeah. But if people are just doing it because, I mean, some people think it's artwork, it's not that, but it can be. Mm. But, you know, like on top of that, it has to be an experience, it has to be something that you're a part of as a collection of people and something to do. But it is moving that way. Mm. And if you guys are thinking about it now, what do you reckon five, ten years from now? I reckon we're like sooner than that. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, well, like Gary Vee also says, we're already there. Like you, yeah. you, you're in your phone all day. Yep. Um, and so it's not it's not far like removed from that to just be in a headset and be in that world. Yep. Zoom has brought us in that. You know, like this. We've been forced there. Like we've yeah. been pushed. We've just jumped 10, 15 years. If it wasn't for the pandemic, it's pushed us there. You know? Yeah, that's the it. The fact that people are already terrified sometimes, which is a bad thing because it's not a great psychological place for a planet to be in. But um, you know, I think from our technology standpoint, we're on the cusp of just breaking well, through some new, new technology. is what it is, isn't it? Like far out. Like you can challenge it and say that it's not, I don't know, that's why I said for better or worse, you know, like... It just is what it is. Um, there was something I saw the other day. It was about, you know, you don't know whether something's good or bad because you don't know how it's going to reflect the rest of your life until yeah. you get to the end of your life. Yeah. Did, that, did you post that? Someone saw that. No, nah, no. Nah, I don't post much. Pretty cool. Like, um, I post weird stuff when I do. <laughs> it's <laughs> like weird. Stuff about budgies. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly memes, man. Uh, um, I'm a sucker. But, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's definitely going that way. I mean, if you look at then the ramifications, like, better or worse you know like at least like environmentally it's probably well potentially better if we're using the right energy you know renewable energy but um like it depends like because mining you know that's bitcoin mining is the the, you know environmentally a disaster yeah um but if you're looking at yeah if people are going to be leaving their houses left because less because they can meet up with their friends in their living room Far out. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is it better if you can you if you can do exercise with a person like if you can bring everyone together into your gym? Yeah, all just over the world, and they're in their own lounge room. It is interesting to see because of the way that we train, it's it's like how do you do that in your living room? How do you do it? Yeah. But at the same time, I think as a social networking expansion, like how do we how do we become more social without being literally social, like face to face? Yeah. Um, then it's it's got huge untapped questions of potential there because mm. you know I if you move away I, I don't see you anymore because I physically can't be with you but mm. if there's another metaverse of some kind where we can hang out still and yeah, it man. feels like I'm with you and then but that's that bring, then this is so deep but you go then someone like Elon Musk who says he's not far off just literally uploading your consciousness to a computer and living forever <laughs> fucking blows my mind that sort of know. conversation that someone that smart and so switched on to the world is saying. Oh, we're not. Yeah, we, we could do. I could do that. <laughs> we yeah. could almost do that. And I'm like, you could what? Yeah, man. That's oh. that's. So this uh, Homo Deus. That's actually what he's talking about. Is interfacing the internet straight to your brain. Mm-hmm. He's like a lot about this. So he's saying that is not Homo sapien anymore. That is the next evolution. Yeah. And because um, he goes through obviously that whole. It's a lot about evolution. That first book. And that is super interesting. Imagine if you can access any information that you need instantly. We've got those chips that they've already started um, animal trials with the chimp that was really? playing uh, Pong with his mind and now they've got, they're going to start human trials at some point in the next oh, next year, I think, or this year. I can't remember. I read it. It's hectic, man. I put a chip in your brain and then you could go, I'm going to do a Google search. I know the answer. Yeah. Like, fuck. Well, that. you know an answer. Yeah, well, I whatever's don't, on Google, I've got top three that Google showed. Then, me. then it becomes the the data, <laughs> yeah. like the data that you're feeding it. Yep. you know, fuck, it's, it's pretty deep. hectic, man. I'm tripped down to go home, <laughs> uh, and I know you got to get out of here, buddy. Yeah, so I won't hold you up too much longer. No um, worries. Give us a plug, bud. Like, wh- where where can we find your shops again? You know, you got one here opening in Penrith, and we are so excited to go up there and check it out. Yeah, I know cool. We've got 100- yeah. 
50 members who want to go see it too. Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, hit us up. What it, yeah, so, um, yeah, Penrith, um, Derby Street, uh, next to the hospital. Uh, open seven days, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, then we've, we've still got one in Waterloo in Sydney and then a few up in Queensland. So just check out the website, www.thegoodplace.co.co, not .com. People make that mistake. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, check out our locations. Uh, opening a few more um, across New South Wales this year as well. So Selling more today. territories? People t- contact you for more on franchising? Well, or it's, you just, it's you know, interesting because we're, so, we're a 50-50 model. So we're not actually well, – you know, I've, I've got a um, – I've taken inquiries for franchise, but currently we're staying away from franchise. We're doing um, – we're in partnership in each venue. So it's an interesting model. We've got an operator. Gives the people more confidence. You've got skin in the game too. Well, that's it, you know. And we don't have all the upfront fees and stuff, which makes it a more appetizing model for, yeah. for operators to come in, which is how our growth is going so fast as well. But um, it also means like we uh, – yeah, we just avoid a lot of the pitfalls of franchising currently. But it might be a time that like the – we can't continue to capitalise it ourselves, yeah. that we have to look at external capital, which is either investment or potentially franchise. So I've got it on, on our website. I've got a link for if you're interested in franchise. But, um, yeah, at the moment it's not a franchise model, man, but we do have more sites opening and they're, they're, they're um, yeah, the 50-50s. And, yeah, Western Sydney, we've got a couple more. Um, Western Sydney, so we've got uh, – we just put tenders in for sites in uh, Parramatta, North Parramatta. Awesome. And Borkham Hills. Yeah, wow. Um so yeah, Western Sydney we're looking is a growth for us, and then we've got uh, northern suburbs and um, looking at a couple more at the eastern suburbs as well. Do you, do you find just quickly on this that you would think that you would generally think I don't I don't believe this statement, but mm. I think Western Sydney has huge amounts of potential from a health standpoint, even though mm. it seems to be the unhealthier of the suburbs. Mm. Do you, is there a place that you just like you know we like we need to get more stores out in the west east or. Yeah, well, I mean, there is a. I think there's a huge health. I think there's a lot of people. I don't know if you call it holistic health, but definitely like gym junkie um, uh, sort of um, culture out west. And so the, I think that the model works here for that product for the product. But what interests me about like Western Sydney is the rent is half what you'd pay eastern suburbs and all the beaches. So I mean the the theoretically the revenue you've got to do is is 50 percent of that so you can actually it's it can be a more profitable model out, out west but what i'm super keen on is um the community and environmental side of the western sydney of the western suburbs 100%. we've got the community barrier a uh, huge amount of community we have great we have great community i mean we've just been with i was saying we've got this thing up on um and my pr guy actually just messaged me this morning yeah uh, we've just been on uh western weekend uh this morning they put it up on their Facebook and it's it's gone like viral, man. Like we've never said we don't get this sort of response elsewhere, but I think that's because there's nothing else like that. People don't bring health brands out yeah. west, like genuine in, like integrity to health. And um, again, they're looking for a bottom dollar return, and they're not looking at gluten free, organic. Keep it within a hundred kilometers. Try and keep it locally sourced. I see, you saw know. that, did you? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh. That was just my thought on thought ah. on how restaurants should run. So we keep everything within two hundred k's. Oh, you do awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So we and source that, everything. Yeah. And that's that. That's my food philosophy anyway. So that's yeah. why I, I sort of see align with what you guys do, and I think it's really cool. But yeah, um, yeah. Even without seeing it, that's that's what people are interested in. That's what we've been craving. That's why I've been I've been asking for this for ten years. Yeah, easy, easy. Ten years I've been asking for, it. and you know we've tried to dabble it in here. It's just too fucking hard for for my brain. But mm. you know I'm a fitness guy, not a 
fucking hospitality guy. So, you know, but yeah. we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. You see it here and there and you see it done kind of well but not perfect. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to get into their stores and see how they run and how they uh, how they all go. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm keen. Come by. Come by. 3 p.m. I mean, I, I'm still working at 3 p.m. You yeah, need to open up later for me. No. <laughs> you should get a bit of time in the middle no, of the day when you're got, podcasting. I'm being I'm smart. I've yeah, yeah, got time. Yeah. yeah. All right, bud. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, I appreciate brother. it. Uh, you've you've nailed it. You've killed it. We've almost beat Dino as well. I remember we're saying an hour and a half. So we're an hour and 10 minutes. I know you've got to get out of here. Yeah, so no thanks dramas. So much. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. Have a good one, guys. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you have any questions for James or myself, shoot them through and we will uh, we'll get back to you. Until then, guys, keep having fun, stay healthy, and I will see you in the gym. <laughs>